Good evening, uh, my name is Donna Olera, I'm the Sinn Féin Education Spokesperson. Uh, tonight's subject is the Leaving Cert. Uh, I know for people who are in Leaving Cert year this year or who are repeating or doing subjects, uh, it's been an incredibly stressful couple of weeks. People have uh, felt incredible pressure. Uh, the uncertainty, I think, for an awful lot of people has been absolutely unbearable. Um, unfortunately, the whole issue has been uh, mishandled, really, and miscommunicated. Um, a lot of uncertainty that existed. Students didn't really know what the plan A was uh, before they even before there was a plan B, and a lot of the detail that was lacking in relation to that. We're a bit more aware now because the minister has announced that there is a calculated grades approach happening this year. Um, but there are still a lot of concerns, a lot of questions, uh, and a lot of issues that need to be resolved in relation to that. A lot of clarity that needs to be given. So what I'm trying to do today is try and give people answers and also to give people a perspective on, um, on what our view of what's happening now is and what should happen. So uh, we have a lot of questions after coming in, um, but please keep on sending them in and we'll try and get to as many as possible. Um, so the first question um, is from Isabel Dunn and that's, should Leaving Cert students keep studying for the Leaving Cert exams in November or should they completely stop? Like my, the first thing I'd say to that is, given the last couple of weeks, now is time for a break uh, for Leaving Cert students. Um, people have been working really, really hard towards an end goal that they didn't really know when it was um, and what it was going to be like uh, and now the goalpost has been shifted completely so there is no exam. We know, what we know for certain is there's a lot of things we don't know for certain. What we know for certain is there's not uh, an exam in May, June or July um, so I think now is the time to take a break. There will probably be an exam in, we're not entirely sure but we've got some indications that it could be October, November. That's quite a distance away um, so um, what I would say to people is take a break now um, and you know I suppose you can speak to your teachers and things like that about the exams when they come um, there will be good notice for that I would expect uh, don't underestimate what you've done either but in the short term I would take a break and pick it up again as you feel comfortable and talk to your teacher so that's from Isabel Dunn uh, the, uh, from Leanne with the news in relation to the cancellation of the Leaving Cert and the implementation of predictive grading, how will this affect the college admissions for the 2021 uh, academic year and how can bias be avoided by the teachers giving the grades? Uh, the, the, in relation to college admissions, the process that's been set up will, be, um, will allow people to use the calculated grades to, uh, and people who have applied through the CEO system uh, will be allocated courses on the basis of um, the how well you do in your leaving cert and the grades that you're calculated and uh, how places will be allocated in the usual way um, except I suppose that it's calculated grades rather than written exams um, the this the predictions or the calculated grades will be awarded at, by the CAO it'll be uh, the results will be handed out as they ordinarily would be uh, at the same time. Uh, that is the objective that the Minister has set down. In relation to bias, like I mean, I suppose I would say for teachers, um, I believe that they're very committed. There are issues with the calculated grades and I come to that uh, and concerns that I would have. But like, I do think teachers 
are overwhelmingly really committed to trying to do their best for their students uh, and will be as fair as they can uh, with the system that they can. I've also been asked here, do you welcome the estimated grades approach? Look, it's probably, Donica here wants me to stop mumbling. Okay, very well, I'll do my best. Um, it wouldn't have been my first choice uh, as an approach. Um, the, the problem that we face in comparison with other jurisdictions is that we don't have the same system of standardised tests. Uh, we don't have year-on-year -year examinations and we don't have continuous assessment like you have in other areas. But what I would say in relation to that is we need to learn from this. Uh, the fact that we have an exam that is so reliant on an exam at the end of the year um, puts an awful lot of pressure on students. It's very unfair. And if it goes wrong for you on the day, uh, then that is a huge impact on what you're going to be able to get in college or the results that you're going to get. So I think we need to, I think we need to reflect on this uh, in the future and look towards reforming the Leaving Cert generally because it really, really is uh, very tough on people. My own preference, to be honest, would have been for, and I have a concern that we could be, and I'll come to this in relation to the way that schools are profiled, that, that we could end up disadvantaging people who deserve more access to university. There is an opportunity to expand access to university here for people who, had, uh, who, who have never had the chance before or their families have never had the chance before. There's about 14,000 students a year uh, come to the state to study uh, from abroad. Um, so, like, I mean, we know from speaking to the universities, and we don't know the exact number, but we know the numbers are going to be way, way down in relation to that. Um, so, in my view, there was an opportunity there to give as many people as possible their first choice uh, course. Uh, and after that, you could have a system maybe of assessment for courses that were in massive demand. But I think there was the opportunity there to hugely expand the access to uh, third level. And that the focus should have been on that. Um, whereas now that the approach that's been taken, particularly in relation to school profiling, um, which I'll come to in a minute, there's a few questions on that. I would be nervous that it will have an impact on schools and students who are uh, under disadvantage. Um, so, uh, and I suppose that's, uh, that's Brian's question there. Um, e. McLaughlin 98 asking, how do you think college students should be supported going forward, especially those who've lost part-time jobs and are not entitled to Susie payments? This is a massive issue. Um, Susie already isn't fit for purpose, okay? Um, a lot of people who are in university now will know that. Um, you know, Susie doesn't go far enough uh, about... And there's only about 12% of people who get, um, who get Susie, who gets the full amount of the Susie grant, of the people who, who get Susie grants. Um, it is woefully inadequate, especially in the big urban centres. It doesn't stretch really anywhere near far enough uh, for your rent and the cost of living and all the rest of it. So it needs to be expanded. But there's also an awful lot of people who have lost their jobs and, uh, in, recent, in recent weeks. Uh, in terms of, like, I suppose a lot of them whose parents would have lost their jobs, um, they don't know if they're going to qualify for the Suzy grant because they don't know what the situation is going to be in. They might be in a bar, a restaurant or a shop that may or may not reopen after this. Uh, so I've written to the minister and said that Suzy needs to be expanded massively and the criteria needs to be opened up a lot more um, so that more people can access it, so that more people can access third level. Um, it is already inadequate. It hasn't been expanded in a long, long time. Um, in terms of either the income threshold or the amount that you get, it doesn't stretch far enough. We need to uh, increase the amount. Of, uh, the next question I want to come to is from Tommy. What about fifth years? 
that's actually a question a lot of people have raised with me and there's maybe not a lot of focus on it um, at, just at the minute um, because the urgent issue for many people is the sixth year. Um, the, like, but fifth years have been seriously affected. Like, I mean, they, a lot of, you know, trying to cover a big long course um, with a lot of content in it across all the various subjects. But um, you, if you're out of school realistically since March, right to, to this summer, um, and you're not, it's not clear necessarily when we're going to be back. Obviously, um, we're trying to, I suppose the objective is to try and get schools back in September, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be immediately, I suppose it's not absolutely certain that we're going to be able to do that. Um, so if we're not back in September, and obviously the objective is to do that, like 50 years will have lost an awful lot of time um, and uh, would have lost a lot of access to teachers uh, and they would have been impacted. There's no doubt about that. So I've expressed to the minister, I think that um, the for 50 year account needs to be taken of that. We need to look at the papers for next year. We need to look at the course. We have a lot more time to try and address that, to try and ensure that the, the papers in 2021 are fair uh, to these 50 years, but there's no doubt but that they've been affected and they need a specific approach. I'm going to take a few group together here that's just on a, on a, on a, specific, um, on a specific subject that a lot of people have raised. Uh, I have Kira Cronel on Twitter, nobody talking about alternative solutions for external candidates. We're a minority, but we still count. Emily Nagel, uh, can anyone talk about external students, homeschool students? Ali Madge, again on Twitter, would you be so kind as to ask uh, about self-taught repeats, mature students, already fluent third language takers, and Jamie Nagel raising a similar question. Um, this is an issue the Minister really needs to clarify. So he's saying that the guidance is coming forward next week on how the um, teacher is going to get guidance, on how they're going to be estimating the grades. Uh, and that's going to give teachers, and there's a real balance that needs to be struck here, because one, I think the teachers need some element of flexibility, because how hard mocks or pre's are marked varies from school to school, how much exams are coursework or not coursework with class uh, work not connected to the, the course, it doesn't count towards the course, that varies from school to school. So there needs to be a bit of flexibility um, for teachers to make decisions on what is the best reflection. But there also can't be, I think teachers will feel in the dark if there isn't uh, reasonably clear guidance on the kind of things that need to be taken into account. Whether that's what weight is put on things like mocks and pre's, what weight, if you're going back as far as the junior certain and things like that. There also needs to be guidance on, like I mean people do change schools, some people change schools maybe twice. Um, and they might be in sixth year uh, having not been in fifth year in the same school. There needs to be guidance on the engagement that happens with the previous school, what's supposed to be happening in, or what they're supposed to take into account of in the past year. So that guidance is coming out next year, okay? And that will clarify the situation to a large extent for, um, for students in traditional school settings. But for those who are repeating, um, they might be in a further education low, uh, setting or whatever, uh, and repeating a subject or the whole Leaving Cert, or they might be homeschooled, or um, people who are fluent in, uh, they might be native language speakers and they might take the exam even though, um, even though uh, they aren't undergoing formal tuition. You also have people who might take music or a language outside of school. Um, for those people we need clarity urgently. The minister has told us that he is going to, uh, that people who are involved in tuition outside of 
traditional school settings will be involved in this. We need a lot more detail on this. A big concern I have is for people who don't have formal tuition, people who are either homeschooled or who are, who are, I suppose, as I say, fluent in their own native language um, and after taking that, for example, Polish or Russian or whatever. Um, for those people um, at the minute, um, to be honest, I would be nervous that the expectation is that they would um, probably be expected to sit the leaving song when that happens. Uh, we've heard different things from the minister. Uh, we've heard different things from uh, different sources. It needs to be clarified urgently, but I don't think it's fair on those people that they would potentially lose out. Uh, that needs to be fixed. If it's not possible for them to get an estimated grade, there needs to be some other way for them to make sure that the work they've done or the knowledge that they have is accounted for and that they get the chance to go to university uh, and get the the chance for that subject to come towards it. So like, I mean, whether that's some sort of oral interview or something like that, some solution needs to be found if they can't get a calculated grade because I don't think that that's fair. Um, so a lot of concern in relation to that and we do need that clarified. Um, uh, the uh, Miriam here and Bridget in relation to uh, school profiling. This is a huge, huge issue for, for us, to be honest. I think it is absolutely appalling uh, that the minister is talking about, and the minister has disputed this and talked about it as some kind of safeguard. But if you go to the document, it says that the marks will be adjusted on the basis of the profile of the school. Now, this is information that they have in the department uh, past results and things like that. They've often pretended that they're of no great importance. They clearly are going to be of importance if they're going to affect results. So what it, our concern is that a talented student will be brought back because of the marks that their school would have got or a, a talented cohort. You can have a, a strong group uh, that the results um, that the results would in, in a particular year would be a lot stronger than it would have been in previous years. Uh, and my fear is that they will be adjusted back. So, like, I mean, that is completely wrong. It is absolutely unacceptable that people could miss out on a course um, that, they, a course that could potentially change the course of their life. Um, or, on the other hand, that people, and it doesn't, it's not just about the talented students, the exceptional students, people could miss out on, um, they might not get the result they deserve, and people could fail subjects or fail the leaving cert that don't deserve to fail it uh, because of the results uh, that their school would have got in the past. In my view, it is a discrimination against disadvantaged students and disadvantaged schools, and it needs to be got rid of. If the minister is so confident in the system, uh, he needs to, uh, like, he needs to get rid of school profiling. There should exist enough safeguards uh, in terms of the appeals process and randomised checking. In my view, um, so that's that question. Um, Julie, in relation to the orders and the projects, I just want to say that I agree. Like, I mean, I think the earlier decision should have been left sit um, in relation to granting full marks for the orals and the project work. Um, Michelle there um, is asking a question in relation to children with disabilities and special needs um, and July provision, uh, also there from an anonymous questionnaire. Um, the Minister has said that there's going to be July provisions that doesn't specifically relate to the Leaving Cert. Um, the, um, the Minister has said that there is going to be July provision, to be honest. Um, 
to be honest, like, I mean, he said that a number of times. He's not given any of the detail. He needs to give the detail as soon as possible. Um, but it's absolutely essential. A lot of children with special educational needs are finding this really, really hard, uh, as are their parents, and they're in a really desperate situation. They are some of the forgotten people, really, to be honest. Um, and they will suffer the lack of education more than most because it's the stimulation, it's the socialization, it's the development. Um, that they are losing out on really does set them back so in my view they need July provision we need clarity on how that's going to be delivered and it needs to be substantial um they're most of the questions that I've got just at the minute I'm just trying to scroll back and see if there's anything else um I suppose in general like I mean I think what's vitally important now is even if this wasn't the ideal solution in terms of the leaving search because and I will say this no solution it was right that the exams were cancelled because clearly the exams could not go ahead and I was always of this view unless it was absolutely safe to do so and unless it was in the interests of the welfare uh, and health of students to do so and as soon as it became clear that that wasn't the case um, that shouldn't that obviously um, couldn't be the exam the written exam couldn't go ahead um, so I suppose it was always going to be difficult, um, any option that existed. This wouldn't have been my preferred option, to be entirely honest. I think we should have focused on expanding access to third level and give many people as many options and choices as possible. However, um, now that this system is in place, I appreciate that people are trying to navigate and trying to understand it and trying to see how they will fit in it. I think it is unfair on some students because, you know, we all know students who could put on the gas later on and could... Um, could pull the results out of the bag, even though their pre's or their uh, previous exams um, would have been, would have been, I suppose, would have been not in the same league as their potential leaving cert results. Um, I also think, though, like I mean, our focus now needs to be on making sure that this is as fair as possible. My focus is trying to remove um, this um, school profiling. It's discriminatory. It is appalling. Just one of the questions coming in there, uh, just in the last short while, is in relation to schools in September and whether schools are coming back. I think, obviously, that's something that we want to do. Obviously, we want, like, look, there's an awful lot of kids who survive an awful lot better. Like, I mean, homeschooling isn't ideal for anyone. Um, unless it's, I suppose, a choice and that you've made it, that decision for, for your family. But, like, I mean, for people who haven't made that choice, people are in a very difficult situation. They're trying to, they're trying to, I suppose, balance any amount of things and trying to give their children an education. So it's not ideal for anyone. Um, but I suppose in particular, those who would be, who suffer from educational disadvantage, who have additional needs, things like that, they are particularly suffering from the lack of access to school. So we do need to get uh, schools back. We need to achieve that as soon as possible. But we can't do that um, unless it's safe to do so. Uh, and we can't do that uh, without some of the detail. Like, I mean, the government has unfortunately floated ideas in relation to the schools coming back before. They floated things around the leaving cert before coming back on them. Um, to, like, I mean, we all know the, 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 
the secondary schools and the primary schools in the state and awful lot of them wouldn't have the capacity for uh, dealing with social distancing as well as a whole uh, core as, a, as well as a whole cohort of students being in there uh, at, the, at, the, at the one time so like social distancing is probably going to involve uh, groups coming in on one day um, so we need to know the logistics of that before um, the minister announces or floats any idea of it we need a concrete plan it needs to be engaged with the trade unions it needs parents need to have a say uh, and as well as students representatives groups as well so like i mean we need to know what the criteria is we can't just rush into schools going back because other countries are doing it we need to be sure that it's safe uh, we need to be sure that it is right educationally because uh, there are issues with social distancing too in a way it's it's a small but anti-social uh, and whether that's in the best interest of students and in terms of play times and all the rest of it um so um like i think we do need to resolve that i'm just going to take a last question here um should colleges focus on online learning for first year instead of going on campus with social distancing which will be difficult that's from story of brian um yeah, like, I mean, I think the universities have actually probably been showing themselves to be very nimble, really, to be honest. Um, they have been, they have by and large probably been better than a lot of organisations in responding and ensuring that as much as possible was online. But, like, I mean, they've had some difficulties as well. Um, but I think there is an opportunity there. I think there will be a huge focus on, on online learning. Like, I think probably it's a lesson that an awful lot can be done remotely that isn't being done remotely. And there's opportunities for that not just in education, but right across the board. Um, so I think that there will have to be a focus on that. I'll go back to the point. Um, there is 14,000 less students, uh, well, maybe not that much. There's 14,000 students, international students, who come here every year to study. Uh, an awful lot of them, the majority of them, won't be here uh, in September 2020 or for the 2021 uh, school year. There is an opportunity there to put in place extra places. There's a cost to that, but the universities are down enormous money and would probably need financial intervention and support in any event. So why not connect that to additional places, particularly from students and schools who are suffering from disadvantage, who don't traditionally get to access uh, third level? Um, I think there is a huge opportunity there. That would have been a big part of my own proposed solution, but it can still happen and it can still uh, even be a complement to what's happening in relation to calculated grades. And it can maybe ameliorate or resolve some of the injustices of it, uh, or at least minimise some of the injustices of it. But I'd be very keen to ensure that school profiling is removed. Nobody should be discriminated against on the basis of where their school is uh, and the history of their school and the results that they would have got. That is totally unfair. Every student, um, every student should um, have the opportunity um, to... Uh, Every student's results should stand on their own two feet. I have a comment here from Joe Bosonet. Uh, I think, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, Joe, uh, but he's involved in the ISSU, I think. If you oppose the standardisation process, how would you propose a common and national standard be applied across uh, schools? Like, I mean, in my own view, the, the safety standard needs to be, first of all, the appeals process, but randomised checking as well. It's possible that maybe some element of results could be used as a system of identifying um, where there are anomalies and things like that. But at the way things stand, you're talking about people being adjusted back. That's the starting position in the department's document that results are adjusted. That's it in black and white, that's it in plain English. So uh, I don't think that that's acceptable and I think it will disadvantage people. Um, I think that covers most of the questions that I've got. Um, I'm gonna wrap up here now. Um, so 
Look, I suppose I want to thank people for uh, the engagement tonight. Uh, this may be something that we repeat, but certainly there's going to be an ongoing engagement anyway. So you can contact me by email, by Facebook, by Twitter, contact Sinn Féin. We'll try and answer your questions. Keep an eye out next week. Next week's going to be really important in terms of the guidance that schools get on the kind of results or the kind of uh, evidence that can be used uh, for uh, the calculation of grades. So keep an eye out that, for that. That's a slightly important. I'll be posting it on my Facebook and Twitter. It will give a lot of information as well. I'm going to keep pursuing that issue as well in terms of students who are taking subjects outside of traditional school settings uh, and who are uh, homeschooled or native language uh, speakers uh, who are doing the leaving cert in that particular subject. So um, they're the issues I'm going to continue to pursue. Uh, for the, I suppose just to say generally, um, look, for those of you who were in Leaving Search Year, who are in Leaving Search Year, uh, it's been a really, really tough couple of weeks. I hope you're taking a break. Um, I suppose stay engaged, uh, not just in terms of Leaving Search, stay engaged politically. Um, a lot of these issues uh, are political. Uh, the way that we measure achievement, the way that uh, disadvantage is tackled. Uh, and just that point on disadvantage, I'll just make this briefly, like, there is disadvantage reflected in the Leaving Search. There is no doubt about that. Uh, it isn't a perfect exam by any manner or means and where you're from and maybe the advantages that you have in your education will help you. But it's worth bearing in mind as well, educational disadvantage starts from a very early age. Kids are behind from the age of six or seven. So we need to fix the Leaving Cert, but we need to fix all of secondary school, primary school, right into early years. It's about investment at that level. If we're serious about giving every child in Ireland the chance to be whoever they want to be, have any job that they want to have, uh, and reach the fullest potential that they have. And I suppose that's the fundamental point about education, to reach your full potential to prosper. We need to do that uh, right from third level, right down uh, to the early years to give people the opportunity. And that's what we're about in Sinn Féin. And that's the ongoing battle that we're going to be uh, fighting. Uh, so stay engaged with that. And if you can support us, we'd be grateful for your support. And if you have observations to send to us, send them in. Um, but we want to deliver a fair Ireland. Uh, and that applies to education as well at all ages. Um, so we're going to continue to apply that philosophy to the Leaving Cert, to the Junior Cert, right across the board uh, for all ages. So, Gormila Mila Bakwif, um, thanks very much for tuning in. And uh, as I say, keep on sending in questions uh, in writing or email or whatever. And we'll try to get back to you. So, it's long before uh, and take care.